begin today's show, I want to talk defibrillators. Yes, on Tuesday, there was a scary moment in an NHL game between the Anaheim Ducks and St. Louis Blues. Uh, in the first period, Blues defenseman Jay Bomeister was on the bench, uh, and he collapsed after suffering from a cardiac episode. Thankfully, he was able to be revived with the use of a defibrillator, and the team says he is now doing well. But it was another example of how critical it can be to have life-saving equipment nearby when such a situation occurs. Just how prepared are we here in Kamloops if something were to happen like that? Well, I am joined on the line now by the city's aquatics supervisor, Andrew Smeaton. Andrew, thank you so much for taking the time here. Hey, you're welcome. So when we're talking AEDs, or automated external defibrillators, what is the policy that is currently in place when it comes to recreational facilities here in Kamloops? So all of our recreational facilities are currently equipped with an AED. And uh, I think this is really important because, uh, as we saw in the case with Joe Bomeister, or I think Jay Bomeister, they uh, were able to respond immediately to the situation. And uh, so... If you respond within the first minute with an AED, then the survival rate for someone with a sudden cardiac arrest is about 90%. But every minute that goes by, that uh, survival rate is going down and going down. So uh, having them in all of our facilities is super important. Now, with that said, um, access to these machines is probably pretty important that it be easy to, to see, easy to locate, and then easy to use. So when it comes, comes to locating them, just, you know, I've played uh, in most of the hockey arenas here in the city, um, and it isn't something I've really ever kept my eye out for. So I'm not totally sure where some of these machines would be. So just how tough would it be to find, uh, you know, if something were to happen? Is it, is it pretty easy to locate, or how, how would someone go about locating these AEDs? Yeah, it should be easy to locate. In most of our arenas, it's in the lobby uh, area. So sending someone out to the lobby, and then there's basically a, a big steel box. It's about a foot and a half by a foot and a half, and it has a sign above it that has the AED uh, logo and symbol on it and um, you can look for the steel box or the AED sign in the facility lobby and also all of the facility staff are uh, going to be trained in use and know where the AEDs are because they're going to be checking them on a daily basis. Perfect. So they are, you know, pretty well upkept and looking at, uh, you know, making sure they work and making sure they're maintained. That that's kind of falls on those uh, attendants of whatever facility we're talking about, and they're uh, doing that on a, a pretty regular basis, it sounds like? Yeah, they need to be checking them on a regular basis. The, the units that we get are provided by a company called uh, Iridium Medical. Uh, so they're a, a commercial unit, and they have a, a display, like an LED display in them that says if the unit is, is in good repair and ready to be used. And um, so when our staff are going by, all they have to do is, is look at the unit, see if that LED display is lit up, and if it says that everything is good to go. So it's easy to tell if it's ready to be used and uh, go from there. You know, I, I, it's been a long time. I, I took a CPR course uh, or a first aid course way back in the day. It probably needs to be renewed at some point. But uh, it, sound, mm -hmm. it seemed at that point that uh, using these uh, AEDs was a pretty simple procedure. I, I think the one I took, it actually told me basically what to do, the machine itself. So if an arena attendant or an attendant weren't available uh, for whatever reason at the exact moment that something were happening, how difficult would it be for just, uh, you know, Joe Blow off the road to, to try and, and use one of these machines? Is it difficult? Is it easy? I would say that it's fairly easy to use. The machine, like you said, actually talks you through the process of using it. So as soon as someone, say, collapses, uh, the first response should be um, calling for help, seeing if anyone 
is trained and also trying to access an AED. So immediately send someone to go and find the AED, uh, send them to the lobby, and that's a good place to start, and then um, bring the AED back to the person. Um, as soon as you open up the AED, it's going to start giving you prompts about what to do. It has pictures inside there about where you need to place. There's um, electrical pads that you would have to uh, connect and place on the person, and the AED will tell you exactly what to do. It tells you where to place them. It also has pictures of where to place them, and then it tells you, um, for example, it says to start compressions, and it also tells you to stop compressions so then it can analyze what's going on. It tells you the exact steps that you need to follow um, in order to help the person best. Yeah, I think that's pretty critical uh, tool to have, right? I mean, not always is someone going to be uh, readily available that uh, has been trained on these machines. So the fact that it does talk you through and, and keeps it simple, I think, is really important and, and sure very life-saving as well. Any idea how often these machines are getting used? I Hopefully not very often, but I assume that uh, I believe it was 2013 that the province put the policy in place that uh, AEDs had to be in place at at least all arenas. Um, do you have any idea just yeah. how frequently they have to be used? Yeah, so we basically, because if anyone were to collapse and it seems like it's a, a cardiac arrest episode, um, we always tell people go and get the AED and put it on someone um, because even if it isn't, it's a good idea to have the equipment there and put it on the person so then if it was, you're ready to go. Um, so cases like that of us getting the AD and actually attaching it to someone, I would say in our facilities happens two to three times a year. Um, in terms of the AD actually activating, um, in my understanding in the past uh, seven years, we've had uh, three or four incidents of the AD actually activating in our, our facilities, one of our public access AEDs. Well, so uh, obviously not being used very often, but once every couple of years, it, it seems to have a potentially life-saving impact. So uh, that's definitely yeah. often enough that it's noteworthy and, and something to take into consideration. Like I had said, I, I know that policy applied to arenas. Is that um, is that all recreational facilities in, in the city that are under this policy? I mean, it doesn't really matter, I guess, if it's part of the policy or not, because I am pretty sure that uh, this is the case across all recreational facilities, is that there is an AED available, right? Yeah, that's correct. So we have 29 in the city. Um, we have them in all of our indoor facilities and also all of our um, public access buildings. So, for instance, like City Hall, uh, where people were expecting a large number of the public to be going in and out. Um, we've also started to expand the program uh, away from specifically city-owned facilities to other places where we would expect there to be a, a high need. And so, for example, um, we have them installed at uh, Sagebrush Theatre as well, and also the, the Pavilion Theatre. We have them uh, available with the uh, Tennis Club and the Pickleball Club, uh, which has locations both in Riverside Park and on MacArthur Island. Um, and we have them at some of our uh, sports fields as well. Uh, the main issue at our sports field is, unfortunately, um, them being being stolen so um we have them locked up at our sports fields and unlocked during events and high use times uh to try and keep them there for when they're needed the most that's um an interesting thing for someone to want to steal i never would have thought of that as really being an issue 
Yeah, so I think people see them and see, oh, that's something that looks nice and of value, and then um, they end up walking away sometimes. So uh, our, that's our, our biggest reason for um, for loss of these devices is not because they're failing or they're getting old, they're not being able to use it anymore. It's that, unfortunately, people are, are taking them occasionally. Hmm. That's bizarre to yeah. me. That's uh, <laughs> it's just not something I would have I thought know. of as being an issue for this uh, this particular product. Um, I think that's yeah. pretty much all I had for you here, Andrew. I guess uh, before I let you go, when we're talking about uh, having to replace them, I mean, you had mentioned that it's not um, coming from the city. These machines. Does the city have to pay to to replace them if something were to get stolen? And, and how much does that cost? The city is the. Um basically the replacer and we also maintain the devices so even if someone else approaches us and says hey we want to have an AED in our location um, we'll support them in that we can help them get quotes and all that uh, kind of stuff and uh, after that point on once they have it on location we try to help them maintain uh, the equipment because we're not able to um, provide a lot of AEDs, so the the upfront cost of an AED is about $1,900, and then uh, the ongoing maintenance for the AED is is roughly $120 every every two years. So um, the ongoing maintenance cost isn't isn't crazy high, and uh, so basically, um, yeah, we maintain them and we replace them as they go missing or are are stolen and uh, that is uh, our main priority right now. Right on. Well, it's definitely not uh, not a ton of money, especially considering uh, the life-saving work that they do. So thank you so much for taking the time, Andrew. I really appreciate you coming on and, and I think uh, supplying some important information for people in the in the community if uh, something were to happen. Uh, hopefully they're uh, a little more equipped to know what to do. So I appreciate your time. Yeah, absolutely. You're welcome. And if anyone's interested in uh, courses on how to operate them, we run them through uh, the Recreation Department in the City of Kamloops. And you can also reach out to other organizations like uh, St. John's uh, or the Red Cross that provide those courses as well. Uh, The more people that have the information on how to help someone, the better. So I encourage people to look into um, those courses and resources if they're interested. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for your time, Andrew, and and have a great rest of your Thursday. Hey, you're welcome. That was the city's aquatic supervisor, Andrew Smeaton. Definitely some important info for people to keep in mind. Um, you know, it always, you know, I think is one of the hardest things when seeing someone in distress, you know, actually jumping into action. So whenever you're in a group, people often look around and expect someone else to take care of business, but uh, we shouldn't hesitate. If you see something, say something and do what you can to potentially save someone's life. And it's a good thing these AEDs are available at all city facilities.